Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. Today we're going to talk about the prelude to the Battle of Princeton. Now, that's the battle that took place right after the Battle of Trenton that uh, we won. <laughs> First battle we'd won in a long time. But uh, before the Battle of Princeton, George Washington faced one of his greatest trials. Okay. Now, as the Apostle Paul said in the Bible, we in these last days live in a perilous times. Our enemy is as real as any enemy ever faced in armed combat. Just as our homes and loved ones are at risk if an enemy is at our gates, right now our homes, our family, our very lives are at stake. The liberals are all pushing their socialist agenda which has never worked, but has caused the deaths of, of way over a hundred million innocent civilians. These are not battle casualties, but people who were betrayed by their own government. <laughs> Let there be no mistake, this is a war of ideologies, with the result of defeat being too horrible to contemplate. We need another George Washington to come to our rescue. George Washington is honored as the father of our country, and for lots of reasons. I've told a lot of the stories of his heroism and, and his exploits on my radio show, Uncle Sam Says, True Stories of Our Founding Fathers. Still, I know that most folks don't really know much about this truly great man. I am convinced that God actually directed him in the defense of America. One of my stories about him was a vision he received from God about the future of America and the great trials she would have to go through. The vision showed the panorama of the history and destiny of our country and that the greatest danger was the trial that we are now experiencing. So, he knew what lay ahead. The first great trial was the very war he was in with England. He was given to know we would win that one. Then he saw the great civil war, and then the second world wars. Oh, yeah, you will want to listen to the story of George Washington's vision. But now I want to tell you of another time in that war of independence. He had his vision in the winter of 1777. And this episode I'm going to tell you about happened in December of 1776. So he had not seen the vision yet. He didn't know if he was going to win or not. To set the stage for you, he and his men had just finished the Battle of Trenton. And they won. as a major victory against the Hessians. These were German soldiers paid by the British to fight the Americans. That battle had just happened on December 25th. Yep, that's Christmas Day. The soldiers were very happy and the morale was pretty high because they had not had a victory for, well, since Bunker Hill. And that was technically not a victory because the, the British did take the hill. But we were happy anyway because we killed a couple of thousand of those Britishers and... and just a few of our men. Anyway, since that time, we were hounded and chased 
and lost time after time, and uh, if George Washington had not had some very significant help from God, our army would have been devastated many times. So the men were very demoralized before the Battle of Trenton. To show you how bad things were before the battle, George called his leaders together to make battle plans, and he learned that not one of his generals could field a force of men. They had no shoes, no cold-weather clothes. They, they were out of shot and out of powder. They were simply incapable of attacking anything <laughs> beyond a plate of supper, <laughs> if they had any supper. But they did not. George simply hung his head and said, All is lost. He had known that Trenton was ripe to be taken if he could only get his men over the river and get them to fight. But they had nothing to fight with. That's when he called out to his staff, Get me Richard Morris. <laughs> now he had been the richest man in America. He loved his country, and he loved George Washington. He ripped out the ballast from one of his ships, so that would provide lead for the shot, and <laughs> then he provided money for the rest of what George's men needed. Some still did not have shoes, but they were now able to fight, and they did, and they carried the day. Well, now George faced the biggest challenge of the war, it was almost the end of December, and all of the enlistments of all of his men expired on December 31st. He called them all together and faced them while sitting on his horse. There was a drum roll, and then George asked everyone who would be willing to extend his enlistment to take one step forward. Oh, not one soldier moved. There was dead silence in the camp. Even though they had just been victorious at Trenton, they all knew what they had gone through. And even though George knew that Princeton was just as good a target as, as Trenton had been, if he had no army, then he had no hope of a victory. He could not blame the men. Their enlistment was over. Patriotism was simply not enough. They had to go home and take care of their farms and families. He said nothing. He simply turned his horse and started to leave. After a few feet, he stopped, sat there a moment, then turned his horse around and came back to the front of the men. Not a man had stirred. He looked at them and then began, he said. He said he could not blame them for wanting to get back to their families. He told them they had obeyed every command with honor and integrity. He spoke to them for several minutes about how they observed all that their country could give them. They deserved all that their country could give them. He expressed sorrow for their suffering. He told him he knew that their suffering had been great, but he had no idea of how to spare them of it. 
Then he began to explain to them that they are not just fighting at Trenton or the upcoming Princeton battle, but that they were fighting for their farms, their families, their freedoms, their very lives. After his speech, he nodded to the drum corps, and they gave another drum roll. Then he asked again for those who would extend their enlistment for another month to take one step forward. This time every man stepped forward. They were then able to go to Princeton and win another victory and the Great War. Those men put everything right on the line. They could have gone home to loving wives and happy kids, but they chose instead to continue the sacrifice so the future of their children would be secured. Can we do the same? What can we do? I was hoping you'd ask. Just go to our website, UncleSamSays.us. Just go to our website and we'll show you all the things you can do. We need you. Go to UncleSamSays.us. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Remember... You are learning the truth. Tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.